Alien Nation is back with Nick Greenwood, my man. He's the first, uh, or the last of the first set of guests to come back for round number two. So pretty much everybody that was on uh, season one has been back on. Um, but but Nick is your, your first second time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, it's your first time in 2021, though. Um, how you feeling? Good, man. Happy um, birthday, by the way. Thank you. Recording this on my man's 32nd birthday, January 19, 2021, <clears throat> the day before Mr. Joe Biden's inauguration, the last day yeah. of Mr. Donald Trump being in office. Yeah. How you feeling about all this? I mean, kind of different. I don't like either one of them. I think... I'm hyped. I, I'm, I'm ready for just some big change. You know? I'm, like, I'm, I'm ready for change. for Biden, but... Right. Obviously, some shit is going to change big time. For sure. I don't know if that change is going to be great. Well, Maybe what, not at first, but I feel like... What was happening right. wasn't great either. Right. <laughs> you know? um, I, I hope that the government is going to work together or try to work together. I doubt it. What do you mean, government work together? They never work together. Exactly, that's what I mean. <laughs> but I'm saying that's that's like that's like a lost cause at this point. And yeah, I, that's, that's that's not going to happen. But I'm saying what I feel like the reason I feel like it's going to be not good at first, but like it could be, it could be a pretty quick like back and forth. Like it could get really bad, but then like really, yeah, good. Maybe maybe not as quickly as I'm hopeful. Maybe I'm just optimistic. But I feel like. A lot of people that are good-hearted on the left are going to realize, like, oh, like, this isn't what we really wanted. Like, you know what I mean? And then it's going to cause more grassroots movements because people on the left are not going to... Like, people on the right are already more tended... I feel like have a tendency to not rely on government anyway. Like, they they are already about limited government and all that shit anyway. For sure. Especially when you lean more libertarian. Right. Well, even even just Republicans in general, yeah. like they lean more that way, even if they don't always act on what they say. Right. Idealistically right. or ideologically, they they lean limited government and blah 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 whatever. What does but, scare me with the left is their fixation on censorship right now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But what I feel in that regard is they're going to swallow each other. And that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what the I thing. See... It's like they, they, they're calling for people to be canceled and this and that. If you're not woke enough, I'm like, you understand? It's going to turn around. That's going to turn around and bite you right in the ass. Right. Real quick. But, but, I do, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I see I see it getting bad. It could, mm-hmm. be, it could get bad quick. But then I see a lot of, like, honestly, I feel like mo- most of, of the people on the left are actually good-hearted people. Yes. And they're being used by... Uh, no an agenda right? yeah the that, same that, way that most know. people on the right are good people right, right, right and right, good-hearted right. people right they, they have certain by agendas too exactly and i mean <clears throat> right have the right wing people normally have us normally they're more religious right so and then they have less of a sense of entitlement that some people on the left seem to have and so that's, Most, that's the point I'm getting to. Yeah. Is I feel like people on the left are gonna 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 see that government is there's government is never the answer. <clears throat> is never the solution to anything. 
Um, government has its place. I think they can be a solution to some things, but shouldn't be looked at as a solution for all things. But we they need, definitely have their place be, with. We need to be more involved, like in every level, like at the local level, especially at the community level. Like we need to be the government and like take responsibility on our own lives and like. I don't for know, sure, man, everything needs to be more local. Well, it's not for example individual, but, but local for sure. Yeah, well, for example, like with social media companies and their push on censorship, and I mean. Whether you like the president or not, the fact that a private company banned the president of the United States. It's unprecedented for sure. For sure. And it, it's something you got to be wary of. Um, because, I mean, okay, you don't want them to have all the power. I mean, I, I trust private companies more than I trust the government. Why? When it comes to censorship. Yeah, I mean... And upholding the First Amendment. Yeah, but I mean... I, uh, don't, I don't trust any of them. I don't trust any of them. Really. I think... I, th- <laughs> I don't trust myself most of the time. <laughs> right. But how I feel is where the government could come into effect is figuring out some legislation to redetermine what these social media companies are. Are they private companies or are they like town halls or town squares where, right. you know what I mean? I mean, I, I like, you know, I saw a lot of uh, a lot of people on the left saying like, oh, now you guys are, are saying that private companies shouldn't have the, the right to, to, you know, control their own uh, who, who gets yeah. to be served on your platform. And I kind of agree with that. But I feel like, you know, if. Uh, if if they want to create a government media platform, then they can. You know what I mean? I, I and then there's a whole parlor thing. Yeah. With uh, that getting kicked off of everything, and Amazon, it is yeah, but it's not, back, right? Parlor? Yeah. Is it back? I heard it was back. I heard uh-huh. it was back in the in the CEO's message was uh, hello. Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Pretty good, right? But man, did you did you get a chance to listen to the Ben Stewart episode? Yeah, I listened to most of it. So the one part I've been like kind of like thinking and meditating on. I was actually just... listening to it on the way here. Hell yeah! One part that I keep thinking about is like the part where he was like, "Everybody's looking for like step two or three or forty-five, mm-hmm. and like communism could work if we all loved each other unconditionally." You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. There's a lot that could work if everyone had good intentions. Right. You got to understand that people are going to have bad intentions. Some people are going to. I mean, it came to the comes to order and chaos conversation we had last time. You know, if you have too much order, you have a tyrannical government. And that's not good. Because the people in government will... <clears throat> make things too rigid there's not enough mobility or flexibility in the social structure right but if you have all chaos you end up with the same thing the strongest people the people that are willing to do more end up on top every time it just looks uglier with nothing but chaos you know um 
nothing but order, the only people that succeed are the people that are in the game. Right. Yeah. No. I, and I and I agree. I agree that it's a uh, it, it again everything for me kind of alludes back to the four agreements and the Toltec wisdom, and like balancing what you said with what Ben said in the in the podcast is like, you know. <clears throat> heaven and hell is actually a, a personal state of mind and heaven is when you're living in the truth and, and you're only understanding like living and seeing truth you don't even have to believe truth like your belief becomes strong in truth because you see the truth you're not blinded by the lies and like <coughs> hell is a place that's full of lies and deception and uh like dog eat dog and nobody trusts anybody and so like Don Miguel hit one of the things he says is just like we have to acknowledge that we're in hell, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, and like that's step one is acknowledging that we're in hell to be able to escape hell. Yeah, you know. Did I ever tell you about uh, the comic book writer Grant Morrison? No, but I wanted you to talk about <laughs> some comic book or movie shit because that's I know that's your shit. So this dude Grant Morrison. Run with it. Um. He wrote some, he's written some amazing comics. He's very deep, can be dark, um, and a very smart writer. Um, and it, he talked about, I think he was, on, he was on a podcast with Kevin Smith. They're just talking about his life, his career. He's a uh, Scottish, his dad, um, was in some rebel group that tried to get rid of the nuclear bases that the U.S. put in Scotland. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so he was an activist kid. Um, and he talked about how he got into comics where Superman was his favorite character at first because you know he's the one thing, the one person that can defeat the bomb because the only thing he knew as a kid because of his dad and his dad working at that plant and everything was the bomb was terrifying superman was the guy that could defeat it so that was his draw into the comics anyway fast forward he writes his first comic for uh, dc it's a graphic novel called um arkham asylum and a batman book sells like crazy makes more money than he's ever had before and uh, him and his buddy were watching TV, and it was one of these, like, History Channel or Travel Channel things. And there was some temple somewhere. I can't remember the full details. But what they were saying was, oh, the locals say if you ascend the steps in a single breath, you get true enlightenment. And they were sitting there high, <laughs> watching this like, oh, shit. No one's put it so simple. <laughs> it's good. It's like 200 steps. And, uh, he, so they jumped on a plane, flew over to wherever it was, ascended the steps, 200 steps, one breath at the top, bottom, climb, breathe out when they get to the top. God's out. Nothing happened. They were like, all right. <laughs> That was anticlimactic. Went back to the hotel room. While I was in the hotel room, <coughs> so he started feeling weird. And uh, he emphasized, he was like, look, I did a little bit of hash, but nothing that would cause something like this. And uh, 
started feeling weird, went and laid down, laid back, looked at the ceiling, and these formless blobs came out of the ceiling. And it was just these beans. And I asked him, like, where do you want to go? He goes, Alpha Centauri. And he lifted out of his body, shot through space, ended up at Alpha Centauri. They looked at him, they were like, you've angered people for your presence being here. We need to go. But before we go, I will show you what you need to see. And, uh, They take him back to the beginning of time. They said, we're beings from another dimension. In our dimension, time doesn't exist. Without time, you cannot have change. You can't grow. So we put single cell into your, your plane of existence where time exists. That single cell split. And then evolved and became you. When you die, you get absorbed into our dimension, and we all share knowledge and experiences all at the same time. True enlightenment. You, once you're there, it's like, I know every experience you had. Good, bad, ugly, scary, fun, orgasmic, all of it. And you experience mine. And, uh... You know, Kevin asked me, he was like, well, what about the bad people? He was like, no, they they go too. Because you can't know what true love is without knowing what true hate. You need it all. You need all the information. And, uh, I don't know, it was like a... So, and then they sent him back. And that was the end of his experience. Never experienced anything like that since. So what do you think... <clears throat> How do you how do you interpret that experience as far as like your own life and evolution from that one cell to your life and then like integrating his experience and telling that story into like your own story and like what you could share with somebody that might I mean just it's not necessarily like trying to enlighten somebody, you know, but like just sharing an angle of something that they may have already thought about, but you get to you get to explain it from your point of view, and it might get them to like open that well perception think, a little bit, you know what I mean? I think that thing is kind of awakening in people now. There's something going on. I, I think people have been suppressed for a long time through this old idea of people have short attention spans you know it, it was always oh, 30 minutes that's what we got you for on tv 30 minutes we're throwing a few commercials and then on to the next thing because you won't stick around now it's realization of like no people will sit down and binge a show for 13 fucking hours <laughs> right you know they'll skip lunch not eat just be in it Game of Thrones. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but, and people, it's podcasts, this, people will sit down and just listen to people talk for hours. Yeah, I think people are looking to gain something from that, though, and I feel like part of that is, like, gaining perceptions, you know, like I talked about in um, my episode with Real Real, 
actually thought his I thought his rap name was Real by Real, but it's just Real Real. Real Real. Um, but anyways, he thought it was funny that I thought it was Real by Real because his like life is like a movie, you know, like Real mm-hmm. by Real is like kind of a double entendre. He actually thought that was cool. I was like, I actually thought that's what you meant by it. But anyways, <laughs> um, we were talking about like just the importance of stories and like sharing stories. Yeah, I feel like part of our destiny is written in, like encoded in a story. Like even the Bible, like all of the sacred texts are stories. You know, like how do you even convey information without using story? Like you can, but it's like. You get a lot. I mean, there is there is something about stories that's that intrigues us. Yeah. There's something like inherently mysterious about our desire to share our story and our desire to know other people's story. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and on a collective level, I think all of us, you know, history is like a subject in school, and although it's very corrupted. We all and and I think it's corrupted on purpose. It's to make people feel like history is boring, so that they won't look into it and realize that there's some fucking epic shit going down in our ancient past. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, they definitely dumb shit down. Absolutely, and, and they use absolutely. It, they've definitely used it to push agendas, to or to make perceptions of how what the country is. I mean, think about what we learned about the Revolutionary War or just Native Americans in general when we were in school. Absolutely. You know, it was like, uh, showed up, Pocahontas was a chick. They showed us how to grow corn. Thanksgiving, there we go. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely they <laughs> Look, definitely water it down it's like, quite uh, a bit. Wait a minute. We didn't tell you that Pocahontas was gang raped and kidnapped. And brought to the new world as this dude's wife, quote unquote wife, and then she dies, and some people say she was poisoned. Twenty-two. Man, I never, <laughs> I've never even heard that for real. Yeah, I never heard that. That's wild. And, but they tell you the good part because they want you to feel good about the place that you live, and. I don't necessarily think it's a reason to feel bad about being American. Bad things have happened in the past. It doesn't mean that people in America or the country itself is innately bad because of what it did in the past. It's what that generation... I mean, where we've come from then is a lot. People treat people way better now than they did then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, cross-racially or cross, like, certain, in certain ways. But, man, if we feel, I feel really divided right now. Yeah. But that's, there's always a flow. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's always a flow. You know? I mean, I've heard this is work we're more divided than we were even in the 60s right now i don't know wasn't there yeah I don't i've know. heard people that were heard from people that were there in the 60s they're like no this is different especially like when the riots were going on they're like no this is different <laughs> right 
Yeah, no, I don't, I, dude, I don't, I don't know. It's definitely, I, you know, I'm 31. You turned 32 today. It's nothing like I've ever seen. No. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it's a shit show. I think we're gonna come out of it okay. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna end quietly. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do. I don't think it's gonna blow up. I, I feel like more things are up in the air. It's more unpredictable than ever, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a little exciting. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Today was National Popcorn Day. Or was that, is that tomorrow or was that today? I don't know. I, don't know. I was like, what, either way, it's, you know, right around this time. It's Dolly Parton's birthday. Found that out today. Oh, real talk. Yeah. Well, there I you go. I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. This is a good shared birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So, uh damn. So, uh let me see. What's your plans for 32? You so what are you doing now? You you're working print. Pr- you're working printing again. Okay. Yeah. Running a printing press. Um You enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah, you're in Newport News? Yeah. You yeah. drive from Middlesex every day? Yeah. Damn, son. Yeah, you do what you gotta do. Yeah, no, I mean, it's better than driving to Norfolk or Virginia That's Beach. That's for damn sure. Yeah. That's for damn sure. No, it's it's not a bad drive, and I do. I really like my job. People I work with are real cool, so. That's what's up. Uh, let me see. Uh, What do you, like, all right, oh, 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 I know, I know. COVID. What do you think's going to happen with COVID now? Over the end. That's that's a real concern. That's my biggest concern right now. Two things that concern me: mandatory vaccine, and the mandatory va- mask doesn't concern me as much. But it's like, mandatory why is vaccine. it mandatory? Why should even wearing a mask be like federally mandated? I don't. I don't. It's it seems fucked up to me. Just on an, like on a like, uh, what do you call it? Guttural level, like on a just instinctual level it doesn't it doesn't feel right yeah i mean where's the emphasis on vitamins where's the emphasis on hey take care of yourself take care of yourself be healthier you know but there's no profit in that though there's no profit in eating healthy fear from the initial thing it's still there in people. And it's been pushed by the government. It's been pushed by the media. Bro, there's 27 deaths in Norway due to the Pfizer vaccine they started investigating. China is no longer even administering the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. I haven't heard too much bad about Moderna, but I still don't trust it. Uh, I haven't looked too much into it. I don't. I'm not getting it either way, but I try to. Yeah, I, mean, I try to. I'm stay not getting it, and I'm not necessarily against people getting it. If, oh, if people want, sh- I just it shouldn't be mandatory. I'm not. Right. If you want to get it, you know, all I gotta say is uh, number one: ask for the vaccine insert and read the side effects on the actual packaging because mm-hmm. they tell you straight up what's going down, <laughs> and uh, and then that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. And be careful if you think you need it. Talk to the doctor. Man, 
<laughs> I, I've been reading about vaccines lately, and I don't want to say I'm anti-vax. I'm not going a full anti-vax, um, but... You know, one one of the books I was reading was saying, you know, all of these diseases that pro-vaccine people claim to have wiped out, they were already on the way out due to better sanitation, cleaner food, just a cleaner society in general. Uh, And in some cases, like the smallpox case, uh, the vaccine actually caused a lot more problems than it solved. Um so anyhow, yeah, I mean, uh, the the cost benefit of vaccines is pretty. It, when you actually weigh in the 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 cost to society as well, yeah, I I'm almost anti-vaccine. Now here's why I stop a little bit short of anti-vaccine. The person that I trust the most when it comes to this vaccine research stuff that I've gotten into is Judy Mikovits. She's actually a virologist who developed vaccines, Mm -hmm. and so she is actually a she's pro vaccine, um, but she's also pro do your research, (laughs) and like she's anti several specific vaccines, but she's pro meningitis vaccine, she's pro polio vaccine, she's pro tetanus shots. You know what I mean? So. And, I, and out of everybody that I've read, it's like, okay, there is, there's cert, there are certain shots where it's like they've been around so long and it's, it seems like we've gotten them right. Right. But when, it, when it, you have a 10-month rollout and the shit's going down the way it's been going down, it's like, and then to question it, you get called all these horrible names. Right. Like, you're a fucking trying to kill people. Nah, maybe maybe you should do your research. Maybe I'm trying to save people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't I don't mean to like go to that you know cliche of just do your research, but it's like read read about Judy Mikovits, read about uh, Robert F. Kennedy, the Children's Health Defense Network, uh, Vernon Coleman. These are all names of people that have done pretty good research. Um, there's another one that I'm just about to read, and his name's on the tip of my tongue, but uh, he did a, he's his book is on autism, so I'm kind of. Um, holding that one back because I know that one's going to hit me hard but <clears throat> but yeah so basically just uh, when it comes to vaccines the main thing when it comes down to all that is ask to read the vaccine insert and it straight up tells you on the insert like if it's been tested how long it's been tested like what the side effects are what the you know what the potential um, outcomes are uh, and then a lot of times it says we're not even liable uh if anything yeah. happens like straight up on the insert so Just know all your information before you make a decision right that's, decision's that's, yours do, that's, you do what you want to do that's right and so like, that's and it comes back to when you say the decision's yours i am not against people taking vaccines i am pro information and um i am but what i am against is mandatory vaccines okay. i am against mandatory vaccines and even the mask mandate it's like I hear people saying, oh, so you think it's not okay to wear pants? And, like, it's like, well, first of all, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, why aren't we all walking around naked? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, that's a Adam and Eve in the fall right there, okay, right? man. It's natural, bro. <laughs> but, I mean, at this point, it's kind of, it, it, so that, and that's my point. Like, Okay, it is it is natural at this point for all of us to wear clothes. So at what point is it going to be like we have to wear the mask for the rest of our lives and like pretty much like 
uh, I mean, and then there, then there's research well, on that too. Like I that's mean, different than just wearing clothes. Like that's covering up your respiratory system, literally uh, inhibiting your respiratory ability. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent about masks. Like, if it's just kind of when I go in the gas station. If you make me wear it while I'm walking around outside, no. Stop. Calm right. down, people. Right. I agree. Calm down. You know, like, it's got to get back to normal at some point. I mean, I don't it, think the so. normal I don't will think be, so. The normal will be different. But, but it's going to go one so or ridiculous. two ways, though. It's definitely going to be a new normal, but which new normal is it going to be? Are we going to submit to this bullshit, or are we going to be like, fuck you? Oh. I think there's a lot of people willing to submit right now, and that's that's scary, but I think it's going to it's, it's gonna be quick. You know, we live in a technology age, so it's not going to be like the old times where people, like, when they realized that they were on the wrong side, it took them a, a while to like organize and right. and flip the script. You know, like I think it's gonna get bad quick, but then I think it might get good. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but I think it could get good quick, pretty much right after that. You know? Yeah, it could. It's an optimistic it outlook. Obviously, I think good too. I mean, I'm I, an ever optimist anyway. I don't know how bad it's gonna get. I do think it's going. I don't know. I'm optimistic. I hope things get better. And they're not. I mean, things are rough right now, but getting by. You know, I know it's temporary, and things are going to turn around eventually. People are going to want to get back to work. People are going to want their freedoms back. Just gotta be careful about which ones we give away right now when people are scared. Or which ones they're trying to take away when people are scared. Yeah, no doubt. Um, So what do you, like, what do you think is gonna happen with uh, Biden? And and COVID? Because, I mean, apparently he's gonna do the mask mandate. I don't know. I I haven't looked too much into what they're doing. I kind of I mean, it's kind of cliche to say I kind of stepped away from politics. I just haven't been looking into it as much recently. Are you on Twitter? Kind of. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm on there. I, I follow some people, but I barely look it's, at it. It's the only social media I have right now. And it's, I got to admit, it's addicting, number one. I try not to be on it. Um, but <clears throat> I do... I do keep up with it because it's like my only news source. I can't, I don't like follow any of the mainstream stuff. You know, I'm following like very kind of more underground informationist, informational people like myself, honestly. Um, And I kind of think like, that's what it's going to, that's what it's going to amount to. You know, like we can't trust the corporate media. We can't trust corporate banks. We can't trust corporate politics. So like in order for us to create a new world, we're just going to have to do it ourselves and grow to the point where it's not like we it's not like a a, a revolution like a violent revolution it's yeah. just like we kind of just separate ourselves because uh, you know, they're obviously going to fight back or like try to scare us or whatever but i think as long as like 
we hold true to like the spiritual like unconditional love for everybody and even like understand like that they're they fear something like why are they trying what are what are they scared of us for for real you know what i mean like how is that what are you really scared of us finding out the truth about what you've been doing you know what i mean like why don't you just tell the truth now and maybe be a little easier you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but you know who knows how what direction it's gonna go but i don't know what are your thoughts on what i just said Because I kind of checked out of all, all of it. I did see that Yang's running him for a New York mayor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about Yang anymore, man. I really liked him, but he's, like, pushing for the vaccine, and uh, yeah, he aligned with Biden. Those were two big no-nos for me. I didn't like it. I, I didn't. Like... I didn't think he could do anything worse than align with Biden, and then he, and I was like, I, he's still kind to my boy, but I don't really like that he aligned with Biden. And then he started pushing the vaccine, and I was like, eh, I don't know about this cat. Yeah, he started to toe the line. Yeah. You know, I mean, playing the game. I, I mean, I, I yeah, feel it like is it, is it is. I guess him playing the game. Right. I do feel like he genuinely wants to help. Maybe I don't know anymore. I don't I mean, know anymore. But I mean, I think he's got. I read his a... book and I loved the idea. If, if anybody who like, I'm very skeptical about Yang. Don't get me wrong, but like, his book had some solid ideas. Here's what I like about it: <clears throat> if he does get it, and there's a, I think there's a pretty decent chance he gets it. Probably him. He might. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know? Yeah. No doubt. Bill. Be put to the test. Be able to see if his ideas work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To the detriment or to the rise of New York City. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens. Yeah. No. Have you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones? Yes, but I don't really know anything about it. It's kind of like a conspiracy. Uh, it's the center of a, cons- like consp- a lot of conspiracy stuff. It's like... Nobody knows who built them. They just kind of showed up overnight, and they're, like, very nice. It's almost, like, very nice. Oh, are they nice the ones that tell you how to restart <coughs> civilization? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the, and, like, down a bunch of different languages? million people or 50 million people or something. Yeah, 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 yep. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Weird shit, right? That's a hell of an art piece. <coughs> if it's just an art piece. <laughs> yeah, it's something else, that's for sure. Like, it is something else. But yes, um, what about, have you heard that they might be doing like alien disclosure this year? I've heard a little bit. I've been listening to Rogan. He's had like three alien people in a row on his podcast. I haven't been listening to him at all since they like cut it off of YouTube altogether. Really? There was like a, there was like a transition period where they were doing YouTube episodes, but um, he was on Spotify. They, they still then, throw the clips up. On yeah, YouTube. they they throw the clips up. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, that was funny. It's like all the Spotify people were like, <laughs> "You need to censor him." And what does he do? Has Alex Jones on? <laughs> yeah, but that episode was still on. Was it still on YouTube? I think it might have been one of the last ones. Yeah, but I do. I feel like he's like not he they like they like act like they're censoring him but they're not really censoring it they're like, not censoring him. i mean i mean let me say they act like i said that wrong they act like they're not censoring him but they are hmm. 
Yeah, because even Alex Jones is like is kind of like that to me. Like they don't ever go too deep down the rabbit hole. There's a limit to their shit. A little bit, but I don't know. I don't think they're really. I mean, cause he he never really went crazy deep into stuff anyway. He just talks to a lot of just really different people. Yeah. You know. He does. He does. He definitely. Every once in a while, he'll go deep. Yeah, no, he definitely uh, has a um, unique approach to to like the way the the way he even like the way that he brings guests on, like it, the the pattern. Yeah, you know I mean, it I mean? honestly just seems like he didn't he have Alex Jones on like the day before or after Kanye. Something like yeah, that. yeah, he put them both right <laughs> together, and Elon was like a couple like a like a couple weeks before that his second one. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, dude, dude, I like Rogan, but so one thing that you're saying about the attention span, I do think that there's something to that, too, though. Like, I think, I think an hour long or even 90 minutes is good, but, like, once you get past 90 minutes, it starts feeling like it's dragging. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, if you're talking about something mad interesting, then I, I can see it, but, like, even when people well, just not, see, they, even, they click on it and they I see. I even mean, what, it depends on like what you're doing. Like half time when I'm listening to the podcast. Oh, when you're li- as a listener. I'm working. Right. You know, it's something to just have on. Right. While right, I'm right. doing something tedious at work. <clears throat> right. Or something like that. Absolutely. You know, and oh, a three hour podcast is great. It makes the time go by really fast. Yeah. But if I'm just sitting at the house listening to it. And be like, all right, I'm ready to move on from this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I feel you there. Yeah, you know, I'll watch a movie or something. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But... How's middle? Are you still in Middlesex? Yeah, man. Are you trying to get out of Middlesex? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel you there. Well, I want to get closer to work. Oh, you want to be closer to Newport News? Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. So. That's what's up. I don't want to leave my job, but. 45-minute drive, hour drive. Not feeling that. Good, so it's not bad, though. Right. Man. You know, what you been up to, man? Shit. Well, <clears throat> as you can see. Doing the pod. Doing the podcast, and I've also, you know, uh, picked up picked up uh, drinking a little bit again. Oh, yeah? Just a, I mean, I haven't actually gotten drunk, but I've been dabbling in it <clears throat> and like kind of experimenting with it, you know, because my body was like obviously 100% clean of it at that point. You know, it had been a, a whole year, you know? Yeah. And so, like, before, I had pretty much been drinking since I was 14. And you, you know that story a little bit better than some people, but like, you know, my dad drank a lot and he, for for better or worse, like, his reasoning behind it was like, he wanted me to like learn how to be drunk because he felt like it was inevitable that I would get drunk at college and right. he wanted me to be able to handle myself, you know? So he let me start drinking at 14 and I took a couple of small breaks, like a few times, like a few months off, you know, um, in college even, I took like a few months off after the first time I tripped LSD, you know? <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I took a break for like two or three months after the first time I took LSD and then, uh, you know, I took a few other, a uh, few other times I took like month long breaks. Yeah. Um, 
like when Stacy was pregnant, I know I, I took like a few months off, like two or three times where I took two or three months off. And, uh, anyhow, um, like the, after the one thing that I, I realized, like looking back, cause once I hit like 28, I was like, damn, I've been drinking for half my life, you know? And then when I hit 30, I was I was like, damn, like pretty much been like drinking over half my life now, you know, mm-hmm. and I, if I take like a full year off, then I can like balance it out half and half, you know? And now I'm trying to like take, take a month off at a time and drink for a month and like just balance it like that, you know? And so like one thing about it is it's like very, um, so like they when... call it spirits, right? Yeah, Yeah. And like a lot of things in this world are word magic. And so what I feel like it really is, is it's like spirits that feed your flesh. It like makes your body feel relaxed and kind of like not, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, it's like material. Well, why do you want to bounce back and forth? Hi. What do you mean? Bounce back and forth. I, yeah, I mean, I might, I might just end up quitting completely because I do enjoy sobriety maybe even more, but I also... The thing about drinking is our culture is so entrenched in drinking. Uh-huh. I feel like it, it's a social lubricant. Well, when you drink, like after you have one, do you feel like you need another? Like Not you... that I need another, but depending on the setting, I might want another. Like well, if I'm like just at home. Is different. Yeah, but if I'm just at home, then no, I won't. Yeah. I just quit after one. Yeah, because I'm I, I that's I just, one thing I, I do how feel it used to be. Right. Now, I do feel way more in control now uh-huh. after taking the year off. Um yeah, like I don't I don't feel the need to continue drinking once I start drinking, you know. That's good. Yeah. But, hey man. Like I think it's good, dude. I'm I'm glad you can control it now that was the main thing that was like the main test for me was it was a test of willpower and i felt like if i could go a whole year then that means my willpower is strong enough that if i have one beer then i can stop myself from having a second one if i but or if i choose then i could set stay before i start i'm gonna have three you know right and then actually stop at three you know um And and your setting makes all the difference and intention you know, that's that's what I was gonna that's what I was alluding to before is like when I was a kid and I started drinking I was fourteen. I didn't have any intention other than like why do other people like this? You know, why does my dad why do my parents like this so much? Why do other not just them, you know, like pretty much everybody in Middlesex it felt like. You know what I mean? Everybody drank in Middlesex. <laughs> and not even not just Middlesex. It seems like everywhere you go, people are pretty okay with people drinking, you know, yeah. for the most part. Um you know, it's it's at most restaurants, you know what I mean, stuff like that, so, um, so yeah, so anyhow, um, my intention when I first started drinking was pretty much just, like, kind of exploring, like, why other people like it, and then, now that I've had a year off, it's like, why do I like it, and for me, I don't actually really like it by myself, for the most part, like, it feels okay when you're actually like uh you know shortly after you drink but the next day like weighing that feeling against the way you feel 
when you feel high on it, supposedly. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know that it's as healthy as, like, smoking marijuana or cannabis. And even, even that, it's like, I wish I didn't need to use cannabis as a crutch like I do. But right. I, still, I still do for now. But I do want to get to the point where even with cannabis, I'm in control of it and don't feel the need to smoke all the time. Yeah. But if I also feel like if I do need a crutch, cannabis is a much healthier crutch. It can be. It depends on how much you use that crutch. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still putting shit in your lungs. Yeah. And look, I do it. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but even, I mean, even, like, I hate to be like, trust the science, like, a, like well, it, you know what I mean? But, but even, but not even just, like, mainstream science. Like, pretty much even the legit science shows that like smoking marijuana compared to like for instance compared to smoking tobacco where it like completely blackens all of your lungs yeah. um the like the worst that even if you smoke like a ton of marijuana every day you're, you you might um cause some irritation to your main like the main valve or the main huh. like the first filter in your lungs but it takes it takes it all like none of the other small like little ventricles in your lungs and stuff like it's completely straight. Wow. Yeah, so it's it is it's truly a magic plant. It's amazing. <laughs> I am a 100% advocate, but I um and I and I would never advocate for someone to not do it or to someone to do it if they don't want to do it, but I'm just saying for me personally, I do want to get it. I, I ne- I'm never going to quit weed for a full year. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But maybe like a month, you know what I mean? Right. Just to like test myself, you know, like to test that willpower again. I did three days. So like this past year when I was off of alcohol for the whole year, mm-hmm. there was a three-day period where I took three days off of smoking weed. So I went without, it really was without any legal drugs or um yeah, I don't think I did anything for those two yeah. days. Yeah, dude. Ooh, you know what? I might have eaten mushrooms. <laughs> I might have eaten mushrooms. I might have slipped that in there. <laughs> I might have, but but that's like, honestly, that's anti sobriety right there. Like that's not that's the true anti sobriety. Scare myself. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like LSD, like that's I love it too. Don't get me wrong, but it is it's not natural. And like DMT, I love it, but it's not natural. But fucking mushrooms, that is even more natural than like curing weed. You literally just pluck that bitch, <laughs> let it dry, and eat it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, so, anyways, and also like liter like literally anti-addictive. Like mm-hmm. marijuana has a score of nineteen on the addiction scale. Was it Washington or Oregon? That Oregon decriminalized everything. Everything. Yeah, but Oakland and a few other places are like legalizing um, psilocybin mushrooms. Wow. Good news. Yeah, very good stuff. Honestly, man, mushrooms are safer than weed, even. Yeah. On a science, they've even yeah they've scientifically shown it because not because because of the reason that it's anti-addictive. Like you don't you do it one day, you don't necessarily want to do that shit the next day. You know what I mean? Oh no. Vikings ate that shit like Skittles. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But nobody knows for sure what. Yeah, like what they're supposedly a lot is. of the <clears throat> rituals. 
So, yeah, but see, that's ritualistic. So that's yeah. like that. How often are they Daily doing that? Ritual. Yeah. Bowls of it. <clears throat> that's wild. I know. That, that's a wild just people. Vikings yeah, Nordic people and like that whole region. I don't know <clears throat> enough about that history. The history that I, mean, I know look, more I know. about is like South America, Central America, and America, and Canada. and I know a little bit. A, a little bit of Asia and a little bit of like Southern Europe and stuff, like Mediterranean and stuff. Yeah. A little bit of Egypt, Egyptian history, stuff like that. But I don't know much about like the Vikings and Ireland and Iceland and Scotland. I really don't know a whole lot about Britain. Honestly, but I know more the about Vikings, that than I know other ones. Yeah, I heard the Chinese. I've heard that the Chinese were too, though. Well, different sides. <laughs> and then, you know, if you go even further back, like Atlantis. Yeah. You know? Who knows, man? Wild shit. Uh, I was watching some shit freaking myself out about um, Yellowstone. The super volcano? super volcano? That shit's about to blow, bro. <laughs> it is. It is in like the next few <laughs> years. That shit's about to blow up, dog. Fuck it. It could. Do whatever you want. <laughs> it could. It could. You never know. You never know. It's overdue, right? Um. I think it's overdue. I think they said. No. I think last time I heard it was like our last video I watched. So there's a. Uh, I think it's erupts okay. every six to seven hundred thousand years, and last time it erupted was like six thousand, six hundred thousand years ago. So like right at the cusp of. Right. I mean, but that's like that's just one um, projection. Like they don't really know. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard from somebody else that it's overdue. Like another supposedly legit scientist. Yeah. But either way, it's close enough to where it's like, wow. Maybe. <laughs> it's I just mean, wild. where do you want to be when that happens? I want to be visiting the park that day. I think we talked about this in the yeah. first episode. I don't want to live through that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't America know. America won't make it. I don't know. I mean just the fallout from it isn't this one of the scenarios that elon is talking about why we need to get to mars i don't know he's got a bunch he really wants to go to mars <laughs> yeah he talks i know he talks about ai as well and i mean oh, i'm man. glad there's a dude like him yeah i don't know man some of these guys that elon elon i don't i think he has his own role so i'm not like but dude share some of that wealth bro God damn, son. You could l literally give, like, everybody in America $1,000 and it wouldn't even be not yeah. a thing. But Elon does work on a lot of stuff to try to make things easier for people. I mean, the Hyperloop. Oh, no, 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 no. I feel you. I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he is putting that money toward but he's putting it toward the society that he wants that him and his buddies want and like who, who gets to decide that they're the decision makers you know what i mean like they've kind of appointed themselves the decision makers and don't get me wrong like i feel like he he represents more of what i 
the way that I feel about a lot of things. Yeah. I know that's very vague, but I feel more in, as far as all of like when you compare him to, all right, let me put it this way. Let me make it a little bit more clear. When you compare him to Zuckerberg and Bezos and, and uh, Jeff Dorsey and uh, son, whatever the Google guy is, um, and, and all these other technocrats, so to speak, he does seem to speak in a way that I appreciate a little bit more. Like, I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree with everything he does. But I do feel like he represents a little bit more of, like, a free-thinking, free... He has, like, an art... He's more like an artist that... Yeah. That... He's like an artist that... And science is his brush. Science, <laughs> yeah, science... He's he's made science into what science is supposed to be. Yeah. A little bit more. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's even right. Well, he's, he's the one... He's more open-minded, I guess, is really when you boil it all down to brass tacks. He's the taking the chances. He's he, more risky. I mean, know. he even talks about Bitcoin, stuff like that. So, like, even if I don't agree with everything he does, he does seem to, like open minds you know he says things that leads people to like research this and that's kind of cool like they're research people are researching different things because yeah. he's talking about them yeah and that's cool i mean again i think he could he could uh i don't want to say just give the wealth away but like <clears throat> he could advocate for i don't know man i don't know I mean, I think again, it it's comes hard, back to, to it comes back to what, what Ben Stewart said on my podcast. Is like it's really all about unconditional love. Like I gotta have my yeah. love for him, and I appreciate a lot of the things that he does. And I, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm talking shit about him or something like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, you're allowed to disagree. Yeah, it's just like there's some things that it's like, like Neuralink, for example. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, okay, look. I think his justification behind it is if we don't merge with AI, then AI is just going to take us over. Right. That's his like justification. That's, that's his extreme justification. Right. I do see good things that could come from Neuralink prosthetic limbs. Somebody be able to use a prosthetic limb like a normal hand. Yeah, no, for sure. You but... know, there's stuff like that. That would be great. Right. But, Right. Do I want to be connected to the web? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> no, right. no, I do know. No, I do not want to be connected to the web twenty four seven in my mind. Well, then it comes down to like, is do we want? I think it really comes down to this question: Do we want a decentralized web, or do we want to allow a central entity, whether it's the UN or the World Bank, or the Chinese government or the United States government or the Russian government, whatever entity it may be, are we going to allow them to dictate the source code of the web or are we going to allow it to be open source and decentralized like it's always been pretty much? I don't know. And what do you prefer? I like decentralized for sure. I Man, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Some people, per, some people would even adamantly say centralized because you got criminals if you decentralize it, and 
all yeah, that criminals shit. either way. <clears throat> right. Um, and I don't even know that you have criminals if you decentralize it because then the people get to determine what a criminal is and then people will become happier and I don't know, we could unravel this whole clusterfuck. For lack of a better term. Yeah. Or aliens are going to come to save us, dude. I don't believe that <laughs> shit. I don't believe that. I think they want us to believe that. <laughs> so that we stand idle while they just take over our minds. Fuck it. Fuck it? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, let them do it? No. No, no, no. Let's plug you in. Plugging them in. <laughs> What did, uh, what did dude say in Matrix? Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When a dude plugged back in, you remember the Matrix? Yeah. Yeah. God, fuck, what was his name? Bald dude. But it's in there eating that steak. It's just like, you know what? I know this steak isn't real. But it tastes delicious. And ignorance is bliss. <laughs> you know? Yep. But, if we break free of the Matrix, is there steak there? And if there is, do we want to eat it? Or do they have magical fruit plants there? The question is, there's always going to be somebody that's, quote unquote, in control. Nah, not necessarily. I don't know if that's possible within our lifetime. I mean, I think decentralized just means that everybody is given control of their own like decision-making to whatever degree that like nature allows and not some centralized... Yeah. I don't... Th- no, I don't... Power. Look, I don't think everybody should be connected in a web... May I say that when I had Facebook? But we already are. But <laughs> no, no, but not even, not even on a, not even on an internet level. Like, but even before the internet existed, like there is a web that exists, like among people, like a, mm. like a, you know, some people have called it God or whatever, but it's just like a, you know, a spiritual connection amongst us all. Like, uh, I think one a great example is like the feeling of being stared at. Like, where does that come from if we're all just, like, material flesh beings? Like, where? Right. Do, how do you know, How where does that feeling of knowing somebody's looking at you come from? Like, that's the connection. That's the web, you know? So that's the web I'm talking about. But then, like, I feel like what the internet was trying to do was, like, enhance that, you know? But now they're trying to co-opt it and centralize it and, like, take that over and be God. You know what I mean? It's fucked up. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think the internet should be just kind of an open space. Absolutely, I feel like that was its intended intended purpose. Yeah, but but Google, man, they only indexed what point zero four percent of the DuckDuckGo. Everybody, big advocate for DuckDuckGo. Download uh, that. DuckDuckGo. It's a search engine. Word. Yeah, dude. I saw this meme the other day, and it was a split screen of uh, two searches, right? It was Mark Zuckerberg is a, and on Google it was like, phenomenal uh, philanthropist, a great guy, like all these like really nice things. 
And on DuckDuckGo is like, a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stole from people. Right. Yeah. Kicked his best friend out of the company. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that just lays out the difference between DuckDuckGo and Google right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't like the control or how much power these tech companies have power of influence you know fuck their money I mean the money helps the influence but that's what influence is their weapon and I mean it's kind of one of those things it's like it's also just a tool the internet's a tool some people figured out how to use that tool better yeah, but it seems like there are certain companies that are, like, trying to control the internet at this point. Like I know. Amazon, Google, Apple. Well, then what do we do about it? Right. Because we want less government, but the only ones that can kind of do something about it is the government. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just how will they handle it. Right. Very interesting stuff. You know, are they going to crack down or... Are they going to try to take control of it? Probably most likely. I saw a clip I forgot about. It was uh, Tulsi Gabbard. I think she was on Rogan. I don't know. It was just a clip and I didn't see. It looked like Rogan's set. But uh, she talked about her first day going into Congress. And she was like, after all the tour, this is here, this is here, this is where you do this, orientation, bullshit. They go into the hall or wherever, and it's very clearly, you go to this side, you go to that side. And if you're on this side, your only job is to make sure nothing that they want to do happens. Oh, gridlock. Yeah, and the other side is the same way. That's the whole purpose. So it's like... Not much is going to change. You got progress. You got Congress. (laughs) Not shit's going to change until we fix that. Yeah, no kidding. But how do we fix it? Yeah, that's another. I want to go. I want to like really root back to like again. I mean, obviously, storming the Capitol doesn't work, (laughs) right? I think unconditional love, man. Like you have to. We have to see these like demented people for what they are, and that's like scared. They're scared of something. Yeah, and I think you know, we have, I think it's time to like start push, like pushing their buttons a little bit, and like asking them, like, what are you scared of? You know, what are you scared of? You're gonna take a vaccine that's gonna kill you? Yeah. Like here, let, let me show you this article about 27 people dead in Norway. You know, let me show you this article about people having seizures in Russia. <laughs> so, China, wherever. Would you consider yourself? What would you consider yourself? I know not Republican. I know not Democrat. Oh, as far as political, mm-hmm. just a thousand percent independent at this point. Not even not even libertarian because yeah. I feel like there are some things in life that need regulation, like health, like our healthcare system. That's a big one, really. Yeah, that's a huge one um, because medicine should never be for profit. No, it shouldn't. Medicine should never be for profit. 
healing healing is not your they, ability they, to stay the, healthy the, should not re- depend on how much income you have your quality of if care. your intention is to make profit then you cannot be an effective healer like the two inherently go against each other and but, i don't think that there's anything wrong with making profit don't get me twisted when i say this it's just that the entire industry the entire uh what's the word i'm looking for um uh man uh uh fuck it's another i word but uh, institution the yeah. entire institution of medicine should not be for profit right there shouldn't every everything in medicine needs some sort of regulation um or or not necessarily even regulation but maybe even the flip side of it to where it's like a freedom like an amendment like freedom of medical practice to where it allows people if they want to treat themselves with herbs and and uh and you know natural medicine to be able to do that yeah um but then also you know i do think there needs to be a regulatory body for things like surgeries you know very expensive but limited um and specialized care like that I think needs to be regulated because otherwise I think you could get, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent libertarian. I'm not, I don't know that I'm a hundred percent libertarian in there, but I think with medicine, it's just a very special industry and institution. It's not like any other business. It shouldn't be treated like other businesses. And I don't know what the solution is, but I know that, setting medicine up as like a for-profit business is not the solution. I know that for sure because of where we're we're at right now. Well, I mean, it's always, you know, how much does it cost? Right. But at the same time, I'm like, where the fuck is our money going? There's a shit ton of money coming from our pockets going to the government. Where the fuck are y'all spending it? They, well, they lost $21 trillion, like, the day before 9-11. Not to get all conspiratorial yeah. and shit, but <laughs> that shit always irks me. But, yeah, man. Uh, healthcare is... So, as far as... Poli- like, you asked me what I am politically, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm a thousand percent independent because when it comes to healthcare, I'm definitely not libertarian. I'm not, yeah. Demo- I'm not Democrat or Republican in any in any form. But like when you think about things on a conservative or liberal um, paradigm or what or spectrum or whatever you want to call that, um, I feel like I feel like we do like need to go back to not like when I when I say conservative, I feel like the re for, so part of the reason I do that is because. It's like it's like what James said. It's edgy. You know what I mean? Like it's the new counterculture. Yeah. Like it's like in the sixties all the squares were Republican and, and you know, Democrat and being liberal was like the hippie side or whatever. And now it's like if you're a Republican, you're going against all of the corporation and pretty much everybody, like the mainstream. Yeah. And they think but the mainstream is like Black Lives Matter and resist, but it's like 
you guys don't see that like you you're corporate sponsored how are you what are how are you counterculture when you're getting sponsored by like big banks and yeah I'd, like think about that yeah. so and you know and I always want to clarify that, like, I believe Black Lives Matter, the statement, but the organization is basically using those words to trick people, and to, they don't give a fuck about anybody, including black people. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, that's a whole different story that I'm not going to get into on this one. You can listen to my quadcast if you want to hear more. <laughs> on that, if you want to hear more on that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I don't. I don't really actually feel in my heart that I'm actually conservative. I just say that because it's edgy and it starts a conversation. And yeah. I'm an open-minded person that likes having dialogue about real shit. Yeah. So that's why I say that. But I'm not even really conservative, honestly. I, I'm so conservative that it's liberal. It's like a fucking yin yang. You know what I mean? Like, I think we need to go back to our indigenous roots. You know. Like, I think the indigenous people had a lot of shit figured out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why, that's why no tribe was alike, but they knew, they were connected in that web that I was talking about earlier. They knew that other tribes were there, and they, they fucked with each other sometimes, but it, it was never they to wipe with e- each other a lot. But it was never with the intention of wiping the other tribe out. Depends on what tribe you're talking about. Out west... Maybe, there might be some there might be Out. some outliers don't get me wrong but for the most part you don't see that amongst tribes yeah for the most part you don't see that well, out tribes. west they just like the apparels um, everybody talks about the comanche being really violent and maybe they were but they again they weren't like they weren't like trying to wipe out the sioux they weren't trying yeah. to wipe out the uh um, the Hopi or whatever the West Southwestern people were at that yeah. time, you know, yeah. uh, uh, what was, it? uh, and, uh, yeah, it starts with an A and now it's slipping my mind. Well, they were definitely a more spiritual Navajo. Navajo. Yeah. Right. They were definitely a more spiritual people. Spiritual in that they were connected to nature. Nah, yeah, I don't even like the word nature. I mean, yes, nature, well, I mean, nature that, is one of those words, way, but God is another word. But that, that's or what they look at. You know, it's it's the animating force, the force that animates the world. Right, but I guess spiritual is just kind of the word for not Western religion, where it's more gods and they they worshipped the river, the trees, the the land, not some magical being right you know it's, so they 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 respected the earth more because it wasn't just a sandbox that they were put into and it's hard like the thing about when you talk about indigenous people it's it's a very hard con- like comparison because every tribe was so different they were so like our tribe is so similar like we think of ourselves as different in a lot of ways and we point out our differences but we're we're really similar when we yeah. actually dig a little deeper and like the tribes are so different that when you talk about them, it's, it's very easy to generalize. Like there are a lot, there's, they're so different well, it's in like, so many ways, it's like, let's talk about but the there are key differences between the way they did things and the way like our culture literally just took shit over, dude. Like we're kind of like a virus, you know? And like, Oh, Oh man. Like, like what why like why do we feel the need to wipe out 
anybody who does who practices like with ayahuasca or like I think that's plant changing medicine though. or I think yeah. that's coming around. <clears throat> like I mean the, the especially in the Americas because the first people to come over here were Christians. Or as far as America. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like they want us to think it's changing, but they're really fucking them over even more. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're giving them vaccines and shit that they don't want. Like, they're telling them about this outbreak. I've been reading stories about... The tribes? Yeah. Yeah, they're going in and giving them vaccines and telling them they have to have them. Like, people don't want them and shit. Yeah, some crazy shit is going down, dude. I don't dive as deep as you. <laughs> yeah, I like to go deep for sure. But, but yeah, so... I so, the surface with curiosity. Oh, what's that? Huh? What's that over there? But, you know, you asked me, like, where I stood politically, and it's like, I don't... I, I guess independent is probably the best, the mm-hmm. best description, but, uh-huh. like, in, indigenous worldview and, like, just see, just seeing beyond symbols, like, like, quiet your mind and just see the world, you know. And like, people talk about breaking out of the matrix, but like, what is what is there? What is beyond? Well, every that's the that. thing. It's like I think the only way to do it is collectively. And you talk about tribal, going back to our tribal roots. We're all tribal. But not even going back to our tribal roots, because that's another thing that I think a lot of people, and not just you, but like, well, just, there's a lot in, of like subconsciously in the world right now. I mean, that's what all this is. Of course, of course, that's a good, right. So, and that's that's where I want to be like nuanced and a little careful because it's not tribalism that I'm advocating for. It's a worldview that says that it's okay for tribes to form that don't agree with everything that the larger government like i see so another word that's edgy right Mm -hmm. confederacy right but the confederate form of government was stolen from the iroquois confederacy which was a band of tribes that came together to fight the white man and ultimately failed Mm -hmm. but then that form of government, which I actually is, I think is part of the reason why all of these globalists hate the Confederacy so much. They make it out like it's about white nationalism, but it's really about that form of government they don't like because it's the closest thing to tribalism. Right. And tribalism isn't necessarily where it's at because I do think, I think there needs to be some level of order even within each tribe. And then. You know, like with technology and just the inevitableness of the world that we live in today, like when you just have to be real about shit, yeah. like the cross, uh, cross transnational economics, trans state, trans border economics, even if we were going to live local tribally, like the trans, the trade between all of the tribes mm-hmm. that would have to take place. Um, yeah, there, there does have to be some organization, even at a global level. But I, here's the key. I think that the structure needs to be built from the local level as the foundation and do in if 
we make all of the regulations that we need first at the individual level, then at the family level, then at the extended family or tribal level or community level or whatever, how, however that plays out, right? And then a local or level or regional level, whatever. And it expands and expands. And what you do, the, the, thing, the things that you do, I don't know how to word this exactly right. I don't know. Somebody else could word this a lot better than me. But basically, it's kind of like mathematics, like the least common denominator. It's like you want to, unless you don't want any unnecessary rules coming from the top down. Right. You know what I mean? The top, really, the only thing that needs to be done at the top is military. Right. You want to you want to get as many tribes together to say we're here for mutual protection and military if, and negotiations with other countries. Right. With other bands of tribes. Yes. Right. So instead of having nations, I think like it should be more like a confederacy where it's like we have tribes, but then those tribes band together in case a tribe gets attacked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with technology, obviously things are going to even be there's going to be rules at a global level like we're that's inevitable you know but we want to keep the least amount of rules at the highest levels and you just keep going down you the least you keep you shave off all the unnecessary rules at the global level you keep only the ones that we need so that the, all of the the level right below that the nat, the nations or whatever you want to call that lower yeah. level lower than the globe or globalists, or whatever you want to get, the UN, uh -huh. that level right below that, you give them is, is the least amount of power that they need to keep things organized and cohesive so that it works for all the states. Yeah. And then you just keep keep doing that all the way down. The least amount, whatever the national level couldn't can't do effectively, but we still need done. For example, schools, you know, that could be done on a local, a tribal level or, yeah. or a community level. Yeah. I think even the word tribe, really, you could complace, replace it with community. Right. And then, so then it's like, well, gee, are you a communist? So it's like all these words, we just trip over these words. It's like, what I'm really saying is we need to first take responsibility for our own lives and our own decisions uh -huh. and, and, and embrace the decisions that we are able to make instead of just giving up our decision-making ability to whatever authority it may be, whether it's our parents after we're, you know, 14 years old, which we should, you know, 18 is a very arbitrary age, you know, in most yeah. cultures, like you start learning to make your own decisions when you hit puberty, you know yeah. what I mean? It's more of a natural rite of passage. They choose it when your body chooses you to start doing it, you know what I yeah. mean? Um. But anyways, like all of these ideas are just like, you want to start from the bottom up. You want to keep as many decisions, as much freedom as possible well, at the at individual level. you look at some of the most level, successful people, the that's how level. they start. Absolutely. Of so course. The most successful people always normally start at the bottom. You know? Yeah, but you mean, nah, I don't, I don't know about it. Uh, well. I see what you're saying, though, because... In a lot of ways, the successful people that don't start at the bottom, they're, it's, it's like they're missing something. Yeah. You know? Like their success hasn't even satisfied them fully. Right. They never experienced what it was like to not be successful, so the feeling of... The fight. Right. The, they, they, they haven't won anything. They just 
it was kind of given to them and they were able to maintain it. They won the ability to maintain it. Yeah. And that's cool. But yeah. they don't feel like that thrill of overcoming adversity, you know. And I'm nothing wrong with that. There's le- different levels of adversity at every in every class and every. Of course, everybody's got their own shit. Right. But th- there's adversity creates character. Yeah. So it's like, do we want to take away all adversity? I don't think we take away all adversity or all risk, but I do think it's we need to take smart risk and yeah. and we need to not like um impose adversity on each other. You know what I mean? Like right. if if it naturally happens, if a tornado comes through and wipes your house out, you know, that's you're facing adversity and but <clears throat> But I think the community should come together to help that person out rather than, like, everybody for themselves. And yeah, for now, sure. I, oh, fucking bad luck, well, dude. Tornado well, came through your house. You know, and I Glad mean. Glad it wasn't me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That That's kind of st- still in places. Like, there's little pockets in the, I mean, shit, Urbana, dude. No kidding. No like, kidding. we talk about it, but, like, I had that. I was able to ride my bike around Urbana when I was a kid and not worry about shit. My parents didn't know where I was. They were like, eh, he'll be back. You know? And if I did something stupid, half the time they knew about it by the time I got back. Because everybody looked out for each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but there's there's there's, there's downsides to that, too. <laughs> there are downsides to that. But I think the community aspect of it kind of... Is good, yeah. ...outweighs... Some of the downsides in a lot of cases, but I do, you know, right. again, that's the whole balance between well, the order the, and chaos thing. It can get is, which when, when they're success? when they're when they're screaming at you for smoking a weed, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean, it's like, yeah, that stuff's gonna even that's changing though, of course. I mean, thankfully, finally, yeah, that's definitely changing too. But and I mean, people, I realize that. Like, I look back, I'm like, oh, adults were doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now that I'm an adult, I'm like, ah, I see what you did. See what you were doing. Yep. You know? And I mean, you and I were around a lot of it. Yeah, for sure. You for more sure. than me. But there was definitely a while there where my parents were hanging out with your parents a lot. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, my dad drank. He didn't. He wasn't as thing go as deep as your dad. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I feel like as far as like going back to the community thing, like I do, I do see a lot of advantages to that like tight knit community, you know. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like, again, when you talk about organizing society, right? It's like, I feel like you. Again, I think least common denominator, I know it's like a mathematical term, but it's kind of like a good way to think about it. It's like, really, you want to give as much freedom as possible to the individual, but obviously there's conflicts that happen amongst individuals. So then you have parents raise their kids to learn the rules of society, right? And you kind of, you know, develop your child and develop your character in that way. And so there are some, you know, you get to, as a parent or as a decision maker, 
you make you, you make some organizing rules or decisions at that level yeah. and then families come together and form communities and then there's decisions made at, at that level you know but you want to you want to limit the amount of decisions you only want to make decisions and rules that benefit the whole right you don't want to ever say you don't want to ever give that decision making or that rule making ability to an entity above you that you don't need to give away. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Right. For sure. But at every level though, like no like a family shouldn't do that, a community shouldn't do that, a state shouldn't do that, a yeah. country shouldn't do that. You know? Yeah. Like obviously when it comes to the environment, I think that actually that's where I become almost a left winger or you know because like that's where I think as an environment, as a planet, that is something that where decisions need to be made at a global level. Almost a left winger. When then when you get these cats sort of like, we need to get rid of the cows, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not a radical, not a radical. Yeah. But I'm saying, but but, but, but uh, when yeah, you, I know when what you mean. Re- referring back to what I was talking about about where you at what level do you allow the decision to be made? When it comes to environmental decisions, I do think there need to be global organizations making these decisions because right. they are global impacts, regardless of where you are on the planet. If you have a fucking oil spill in the yeah. ocean, it's affecting the whole planet. You know what I mean? So at an environmental level, you can call me a liberal because I I do think that there need to be some stricter regulations on a a lot of these companies that are polluting the air and the Uh water. Um, And it's not it's not so much about uh, having a carbon tax. It's just it's more about it's 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 again, it's a more you have to be nuanced. And I'm not a scientist, but it's about like putting like actual pollutants in the air like these like uh little solids and shit that get burnt up in the air and like uh i i don't know the scientific terms i wish i did it's like neurocarbons and hydrocarbons and all this it's not necessarily like the 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 carbon thing but it's like what are you putting in the air that makes it harder to breathe or what do you like what aerosols are one thing right like I don't. I, I wish I knew. I do need to look more into like pollution and stuff, uh-huh. but I know on an intuitive level that that's something that does need to be regulated. Yeah. Um, How can we get rid of this chemical coming from this right. product? Right. Yeah. So. Didn't yeah. Elon say he wanted to make a electric jet? <laughs> it's totally <laughs> possible, man. But yo, dude, I'm try- I do want to keep it like around an hour and a half. So yeah, we got like three minutes left. What uh, how you want to wrap this up? Shit, bro. How you want to wrap it up? I mean, you turn 30, dude, 32 today, man. What do you what what is your goal between now and thirty three? What's your big goal? I I want I want a reasonable but you know what I'm saying hard to aggressive goal like. Like obtainable, but probably not, you, you probably wouldn't unless you really fucking strove for it and really like put your mind to it. And then you could, if you did that, but you have to really like stretch stretch yourself, not stress yourself, but stretch yourself to the fullest of your ability. Uh-huh. Trying to get trying to buy a spot in Newport News. Probably not buy a spot. It definitely be get a place. 
Why not buy a spot? If you, if you, is your I'd credit like good enough? Uh, okay, I, was about to say, I, was like, I gotta, I gotta work on that a little bit. I mean, I can, because that's I'm really it, there. man. Like, I'm getting there, but you if know, you have the I'm option to buy, younger, so yeah, but if you have the option up. to buy, dude, if I have the option, way if I'm able to, it's way if better. I'm able to, and my financial situation makes sense, that's what I want to do. Definitely buy, but at this point, even just rent a place where I don't have to rent a room from somebody, you know, which is yeah. hard. Yeah. I mean, inflation is up when it comes to cost of living dude, everywhere. Renting sucks, dude. It's so. You, you you literally are paying the same price to own it, and yes, you have responsibility if the fucking air conditioner goes out. You have to take out a fucking loan real quick. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like yeah, yeah. put it, charge it to your credit card and find a way to pay that shit off in thirty days somehow. But like, man, at the end of the day, like the every time I make a payment. Yeah, it sucks. A lot of it goes to interest. Yeah, I realize we're set up in a matrix and it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I know about all the conspiracies and all the shit. I know how the game works. But at the end of the day, you're either going to be renting or buying. You know what I mean? And the only thing that's keeping anybody from buying is their credit score, for real. So if you are if you got your credit and you're at, of age and you're renting, stop. Buy your fucking house, man. Like... You're just throwing money it. away. I'm working on it. No, I know, I know. If if you if your credit's not there, that's the one thing. I know people make mistakes when they're young. You're yeah. not the only one. A lot of my friends in that boat. But uh But you know, man. I don't you know, it's coming back up. But when you think about I'm the gonna long have to term, rent for a little man, bit. Yeah, I'm gonna rent have to rent for just, a little bit. Yeah, I know it sucks. But at it the sucks, end of the day, the the one advantage, even I'm though probably it sucks, not gonna be in Newport News though. Right? So I probably I'll be near Newport News. But trying to be like outside of Williamsburg or in between Williamsburg and Newport News area. Probably. Got you. Yeah. I don't wanna be in the city. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, I, I mean I like the quietness of being out in the the, the one advantage area. of renting is you don't have you know, if some shit happens, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. But that's know. why you're paying the, the big the big rent. Yeah, that shit hurts, man. Right now, I'm not paying it. Well, right now, you're stacking. Right now, now I'm good. (laughs) Dude, why don't you just stay there until your credit score is good enough to just buy a house and then you have to rent it out? Something I'll try to do if I can get it up that quick. But by the end of this year, I'll be out of the house. Word, word, word. Well, that's what's up, man. It's good having you back. Any any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Be good to one another. Love. Peace. Be good to yourself, too. All right. So there was just a few things that I wanted to correct and or add um, from this episode with Nick. Uh, So at the 23-minute mark, somewhere in there, I said something about how there had been no uh, adverse news that I had heard of related to the Moderna vaccine. Although um, that is technically true, I did receive an article, or I looked at an article um, that was recommended by Ben Stewart, actually, uh, that was talking about how Moderna's mRNA vaccine was admittedly an operating system. Um, It's mimicking the operating system of life. It's basically a technology. It's not even a vaccine in the traditional way of a vaccine where you're injecting 
uh, small amounts of the actual disease and dead cells so that your body's immune system can get used to it. This is not, it, like calling it a vaccine is actually not even correct. It's a, it's a, manip it's a, it's a deception, it's a manipulation uh, to, to basically get you microchipped. Um, <clears throat> also, I mentioned, uh, I was throwing out some names there of like doctors and vaccine researchers, and the one name that I didn't come up with regarding aut the link between autism and vaccines is J.B. Handley. Uh, then around the 46-minute mark, I said something about mushrooms being anti-sobriety, what I meant was they're anti-addictive. Um, doing mushrooms actually have a negative score on the addiction scale, um, so they actually encourage sobriety. Was was what I where I where I was going with that. Um, then the the last the last thing was when I was talking about how why I call myself a conservative, I said something about Republicans being about small government. Uh, I meant I meant conservative, like people that are conservative philosophically. Obviously, Republicans are bought out just as much as Democrats when it comes to corporate America having both political parties bought out. Um, so I just wanted to, to be clear. I didn't mean to use the word Republican in that one instance. I meant to use the word conservative. Otherwise, thought this was a great episode. Appreciate you, Nick. Love you guys in Alien Nation. Hope everybody's doing well and surviving this craziness. And... Uh, hopefully doing our best to thrive in spite of it. Uh, love, love, love.